Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. What's up and welcome back to Flip the Lens. Free London, day one million of quarantining and uh, living this alternate reality life. How are you guys this morning? Doing well. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Let's, uh, when you guys brought up this idea that we should talk about mental toughness and we don't, we're not going to like necessarily talk about it through the lens of like, we actually got this from someone on Instagram that actually answered our question. So shout out to JT Hammett. Thank you for this. Thanks, JT. JT Hammett. I love that. <laughs> um, that's like a great point. I know, London, you're throwing up a lot of stuff all the time. Like, hey, tell us what you want us to talk about. And yeah. I think all of us, it's it, me and Bree might not post that like you do, but we're all open to that. We do want to know. And if there's a topic that we have already talked about and you want us to go deeper, or you want us to dig in more, you want to hear us fight about it, just let us know and like, let us, you know, we're down. Um, Yeah, just message us on the Flip the Lens page on Instagram or leave a review, comment, whatever on our podcast so we can dive in. So today we want to, because of JT, uh, we want to talk about mental toughness. And we don't want to really do it through the lens of, you know, if you want to go get information about pandemic coronavirus like there's enough out there we, we just we don't want that to be everything that we're doing here we want to just talk about mental toughness in general in terms of our businesses really in terms of our businesses and success and one of the things that uh, Bree brought up prior to us jumping on here was this idea of like showing up and doing whatever it takes so it doesn't matter if you're a coach like me a trainer like London um Brie, what do we call you? Are you like a leader, like a, an influencer, a leader, an entrepreneur? How do you? Uh, yeah, I feel like I kind of bounce back and forth, but I would say okay. like leader. All the things. <laughs> All the things. Um, yeah. Or look, or if you're in a, if you work for a company or you're an athlete or, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a parent that ultimately the first step in success is showing up. And then it's like, really, how bad do you want it? And what are you willing to do? And we, all of us can say that at one point or another, we've all said we, want some, we wanted something and we weren't willing to do what it took. All of us, all three of us. And we hear it a lot from other people too. But we all wouldn't be sitting here having had whatever success we've had in different areas of our life if we didn't do what it took in certain areas. So who wants to, when you guys want to jump in and go first and talk about like what's an area where you really had to show up and then go beyond maybe where it was comfortable or go beyond where you thought you could to achieve some success and what that took? London's pointing at me. <laughs> like, you go first. Um, I think, so for me, as far as creating a business from home, it was definitely a decision and something we talked about on a previous episode with having to fight against the grain of what I had immersed myself in as far as the people I surrounded myself with and my daily habits, what I chose to do as far as when I woke up, what I was going to do when I woke up, what I was going to eat for breakfast. So little things where it added up to this, this mindset of, wow, 
I'm changing and I want this for my life, but it really means cutting out a lot of shit that I'm so used to that have just been so ingrained in me. So instead of sleeping in, like having to get up and having to move my body, that did not come easy for me, but I wanted a business that was in health and wellness. So it was a decision that I had to make, even though it was so unnatural for a really long time. And then mindset was, okay, I'm not that person yet, but I had to figure out the things to do mentally. It was reading books about people who had gone before me and figured it out. So maybe they were in a different business, but, you know, reading business entrepreneurial books of people who had laid the the groundwork so that I could start implementing in my own brain, those, those habits of, okay, just because I haven't done it, you know, nobody that's done anything great had done it before. So for me, that mind shift of I'm going to choose every single day to lay the groundwork, whether that meant a workout or eating a salad over fast food or not staying up late because I knew that I had to get up early to just plant those seeds in my own brain to have the success that I wanted. Bria, I want to, I want to grill you really quick on this because somebody, you know, if you were sitting there and you just said this and someone's like, but I'm not a morning person and I don't have time to go to the grocery store to eat the healthy food and, and whatever, you know, like, yeah. I'm not a morning person. I don't have time to do that. You don't understand. I have six kids, not three. Um, I don't, you know, have a house and a husband to support me, whatever people's things are. Right. Cause everybody's got different ones. Yeah. You, you, we know you came from a completely different world, right? You've talked about your past and the mistakes you've made and the industries sure. you were in, and they were not places that supported the habits that you've created now. Right. How did you get out of the way? Like, I'm not like the, cause you used to think you were something else mm-hmm. and then you were able to transform that. Like what, how did you do that? Yeah. It's interesting. Cause Aaron and I will talk about what made it different for me. I was 22 or 23. I was a new mom really struggling with mental, like battling depression really hard, like postpartum stuff. And what made me like, I asked myself all that time, like what made me just stick with it? When so many people I see in my industry of girls like, oh, I'm going to do an online business. And then 30 days in, they haven't made a paycheck or they haven't lost the weight or they haven't whatever. And they just give up. So I'm like, what was it at 23? No money. Aaron working, you know, 60, 70 hour work weeks. What made me just dive in? And it was different that time. And I think I had to look at myself in the mirror. I don't know if you guys listen to David Goggin or have read his book. Um, but like the accountability mirror, I had to look at myself and be like, nobody has ever handed me anything. So I chose the life of drugs, alcohol. Like I found a way to pay for those things, whether it was flirting with the bartender to get a free drink or busting my ass at a job to pay for that drink. I figured out a way to live that lifestyle. And so for me, I had to look in the mirror and say, you say you want this. But then you're partying and you're spending your money on things that are in exact opposite reflection of what you're wanting. So the day that I was able to say, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm still going to probably go out and get drunk. You know, in this year, I'm going to make mistakes and, and screw it up. But part of the process is, okay, I don't have to have it all figured out. I'm just going to 
wake up every day and see how far I can get and, and do the best that I can with what I have right now. So if that means I'm going to do a 30 minute workout and I'm going to eat a salad and then I'm going to go to my job and screw up and eat pizza, fine. Like that's a decision and I'm going to get better and better in my mental capacity to make choices and behaviors are going to strengthen just like, you know, with London, with a client in the gym, he's not going to start somebody out with 20 pound deadlifts if, if they can't even lift five pounds, right? If their goal is to lose a hundred pounds, you're going to ease in and you're going to start, you know, where their mental capacity, their physical capacity is. So for me, I think my mental capacity was really small. I started with the most simple devotions. I was like, I am not a God person right now, but I know that I'm going to need a faith, like strengthened to get where I want to be and to be the mom that I want to be and to have the business. And then, you know, from there, just little baby steps of, wow, like I, I have this little baby business. Now I'm going to read a, a professional business book and see what I can get out of it to like grab little things. So I think just not biting off more than you can chew. It's just a very one foot in front of the other approach of not trying to get to the finish line. If your finish line is the goal that you look at every day, it gets really discouraging because you're like, I'm a hundred pounds overweight and I haven't even lost five pounds. But if you start looking at, okay, if I can just lose the next pound, you know that walking on that treadmill or lifting that, that small weight is going to get you there. And once you achieve that, then you go after the next and it just becomes habit. So mentally at 23 years old, I just kept putting my foot in front of the other. And there was a ton of times, I mean, Aaron and I ended up in almost unmarried divorce. I like to call it like we weren't even married and almost split because I was so dedicated to the process, but he was like not there with me. So we've hit those points where I'm like, Oh, I'm in this, this growth, this period of growth in my life. And he wasn't, he was like, wait, but I'm still going out. And like, we have this kid and you watch her and I get off work and I'm going to go party. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> cool. Well, aren't we growing? Aren't we having this business? And so learning that not everybody's going to, not going to be on my same page, not going to hit the same goals at the same pace and to have a lot of grace. I think grace in a situation where you've never done it before and you're going to screw up. I think like success comes through a whole series of failures, right? <laughs> like, so I don't know if that directly answers the question, but I think just yeah. showing up for myself yeah, no, I love the dedic like the being dedicated to the process. Yeah, London. I know I, I you were about to jump in right before I had to ask her that follow up question. Hey, it was a good question. So all good, my friend. <laughs> um, I think you got to be able to set your ego aside. You know, I've uh, Jim Carrey says in a speech one time. You know, my dad failed at something he didn't like, so I figured I should pursue something that I'd like. At least if I fail, I'm loving what I'm doing. I actually did something that I hated. And I was successful at it. So I was like, well, shit, man, let me set my ego aside and look myself in the mirror. And why not pursue something that I love? And whether I fail or not, I'm doing something that I care more about, that matters more to me. And you're always going to get in your own way. So you need to realize that you need to set yourself up and do it anyways, because you know what's good for you, right? Or I would assume so, or allow yourself to try things to see what's good for you and what's not and have an honest fucking conversation with yourself when it's not going well. And be like, well, you know what? It's my fault. You know what? I've, I, I don't like getting up this early to do this podcast, but I like talking to you guys and I like getting my voice out there and my opinion to try to help people. And like 930 is still early for me, but 
I do it anyways because I enjoy it. And once I talk to you guys and we turn on the cameras, I'm good. And I'm like, let's fucking bang it out, man. So it's really important to just, it is a fact. Do it anyways and tell me, drop in my DM, call me, text me, email me, send me a fax, whatever, handwritten letter. Tell me the one time you did something that's good for you and you were mad about it. It, it works every time. I'm sure Alex is about to bust my balls on this one, but you know what I'm saying, guys. In the I'm, I'm just like, you're a personal trainer who 9.30 in the morning is early yeah. for you. Yeah, dude, I, 9.30, I don't feel like getting up, let alone 4.30 in the morning. But I show up every time because I made a commitment to them nice. and to myself, and I got to live up to that. Because ultimately, want- I'm failing them or I'm failing myself. And I take pride in who I am and what my brand is. And I've been disappointed before. It sucks. And let alone paying somebody your hard-earned money and they're going to disappoint you. Not going to happen. I want to, um, I want to really hit on, there's a, um, we, we become so attached to like these ideas of who we are. I am an extrovert. I am an introvert. I am a salesman. I am a, a communicator, I am aggressive, I am a morning person, I am a night person, whatever, right? Like I am creative, I'm not creative. There's a, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I love, it's, it's a term that I'll never forget. In, uh, in the movie Hitch with uh, Will Smith, and I forget the other actor, but when he's working with him, he says he is something. And Will Smith looks at him, he goes, well, who you are is a very fluid term right now. And I love the idea uh, that, we that this idea of what we we were so obsessed with putting labels on things that we forget that we're not any of these things you're not a morning person or a night person or an introvert or an extrovert you're simply practiced at being those things you might have like a a subtle like lean to that side but you become it because you simply practice it and I used to be, you know, being in the restaurant and bar industry, I was a night person. You know, I woke up at noon and then I went to the gym and then I like did some stuff and then I did the bars and the restaurants. And six years ago when I realized like, hey, my life wasn't working the way I wanted it, just like Brie, I really, it was about baby steps. I knew, hey, I need to change the way I was doing if I wanted to be a different person and achieve a different level of success. So one of the first things I started doing was like, I got rid of, I've talked about this before. I, I canceled my cable. I stopped watching sports. Those are things I could control. And, and not that cable or sports are bad, but for me, they were a big distraction. And then I was like, all right, no more going to the gym at 10 a.m. Let's start going to the gym at 8 a.m. I was like, I could do that. I can. And so I started pushing myself to go to sleep a little bit earlier. And if, since I wasn't up all night watching TV, I could do that. And so I started getting up a little bit earlier and going to the gym. And then what I noticed was, right, like getting up at 8 a.m. wasn't so hard after a couple weeks. It like your body can adjust really quick. And then when I really took a shift, let's say, you know, six months later, and I went, man, what I noticed is after about eight o'clock at night, nothing good is happening. And I don't mean that to say in the world or anywhere. In my life, after 8 p.m. was like eating sweets or foods that, I, that weren't contributing to feeling good watching TV or playing on my phone, um, you know, drinking, being out, all these things, nothing wrong with any of these things. But for where I was trying to go, they weren't supporting me. And I went and I looked at all these mentors, all these people that a lot of us would look up to as say is successful. And I was like, man, they really empower their mornings. They really like their nights are for shutting down and their mornings are for like taking off basically. 
And I was like, man, I'm gonna start waking up at 7 a.m. So again, started waking up at 7 a.m. Then 7 a.m. got easy. Then I said 6 a.m. 6 a.m. got easy. All of a sudden I was waking up at like 4 and 5 a.m. And it wasn't easy. I had to set multiple alarms at the time I was engaged. And I remember I would set the alarm, put it across the room. And because I didn't want her to wake up because she would be upset when she woke up, I had to like launch myself out of bed to get that alarm off so it wouldn't wake her up. Mm-hmm. And little by little, all, all of a sudden, it probably was like, I don't know how many, how long it was, but all of a sudden there was a moment where on the weekends when I didn't set alarms and I didn't get up, I was starting to wake up at 6 a.m. naturally. And I was like, whoa something just changed, right? My body adjusted because I practiced something different. And so the thing that used to be not normal became normal. At 10 o'clock at night, me and her would be watching a movie and I would be falling asleep on the couch when you, it used to be I could be up till 2 a.m. and keep going. And it really taught me that like, hey, if you wanna change anything about yourself, about your behaviors, First, it requires a decision. We got to say, I want to be a certain way, whatever that is, right? And then we got to implement little, and different people can do different baby steps. Like some people can leap, some people, for me with the morning, that routine, changing my life, really, excuse me, really involved setting like, I'm going to, I'm going to go from, you know, 10 a.m. to 8 a.m., 8 a.m. to 7, 7 to 6, 6 to 5, and really like getting my body almost as Bree said, hey, we're going to go from 10 pounds to 15 pounds mm-hmm. to 20 pounds. And next thing I knew, you know, mornings are easy now. And now I can implement that. When I said I was going to be a vegan this year, same thing. I said, I am. I started saying I am a vegan right from day one. First day, I'm a vegan. And that mindset had me show up differently and then making choices, little choices every single day to support me along that journey, made a shift easy. And now I'm like, well, we're not halfway through the year yet, but I'm probably a third of the way through the year. And I'm killing that thing because of that same attacking it, I want to say, attacking it or accepting it the same way as I did, you know, shifting the wake up time or whatever. You guys, you guys can grill me if you want. I don't know. If okay. I, like I, just, I think it's important for people to realize too, it's okay to ask for help. You know, whether it's something simple as somebody's opinion that's a friend or, you know, if you really want to change your life when it comes to, you know, your particular field, you know, there's a lot of people that are very successful that have come before you, you know, to where you can reach out and get help, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. The best in the world have coaches. Michael Jordan had a coach. He had a personal trainer. Um, People have, you know, life coaches, mental coaches, relationship coaches. There's nothing wrong with that. And they do that for a living. There's so many people out there. Do your research, talk to people, and allow yourself the opportunity to get better. Because in the end, you just you can't do it alone. You eventually you want to get to a certain level. You want to take yourself to a place you've never been before. You need to set that ego aside and you need to make that commitment, attack it like Alex is talking about. And you'd be surprised how your life can flourish by, you know, putting yourself out there and asking for a little bit of help. And if you don't know how to help yourself, Help somebody else. Don't put the Instagram camera on it and don't post it and say, help feed the homeless. Just do it and tell me you don't feel better about it. Something I learned, I think from Alex, like when we were working together, when he was coaching me, it was like, you're enrolling people in your life for, for different things. And so if you're after a goal, you can enroll people for whatever it is you're looking for and what you're wanting to achieve. And that's not a bad thing. So people might look at us and be like, wow, 
they have businesses. Like, that's so cool. They run their own business. For me, it's like, I get all the time. How do you do it all? <laughs> it's like, kids, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't. I don't do it all because I choose to delegate things. I absolutely love that I get to hang out with my kids and on my time frame. But I've shared this before. I love that I get to delegate schools and teachers to take care of them so that I can work. So I do delegate that role of taking care of my children in the day. I don't take care of them all day. And so when people say, how do you do it all? I don't, I don't take care of my kids and run my business at the same time. There are, I mean, you guys I'm, are. I'm going to, I'm going to clip, I'm going to clip that though, where it says, I don't take care of my kids. And that's going to be the media wire. Of this. <laughs> that's going to be the teaser. I don't, how Brie <laughs> grows a business, <laughs> but you guys see on zoom, like, obviously it's not perfect. My kids are running in here, right? School is canceled because of our, our, our world right now. But I do, we enrolled a housekeeper. I didn't keep up with my house. People say, how do you keep your house so clean? You run a business and you have kids. How do you do all that? We didn't. We enrolled somebody to clean our house because I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to spend my time on it because my time now is more valuable spent elsewhere, mentoring women that can grow a business. Like nobody else can do that, right? So I think also when you set a goal for yourself, whether it's weight loss, growing a business, you have to understand that nobody does it alone. Sure, there are things that we get through and not everybody can hire an assistant right away. But as you grow, there are things, Alex and I have talked about this. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have an assistant? I blew his emails off all the time. He's like, no, that's actually me just checking in on you. But that's because I enrolled someone early on because I didn't want to be in my emails you know, to grow a business, I knew that my time was more productive, spent mentoring the people that come into my team that need me one-on-one -on -one to help show them what to do. I have someone that I can pay to respond to emails that aren't worth my time. So I think when you set a goal or you have this vision of where you want to go in your life, you A, like Alex said, have to really say, I am. I am going to grow this business. I am worthy of I am like setting your intentions and writing as if they are already in existence. I do that every single morning. I write down the 10 things as if they've already happened. I write down, I have a dream wedding paid for in cash. Do we have the money sitting here right now? No, but we are engaged and we do plan on having a wedding and I don't plan on it being stressful to anybody or anyone. So that's something that I'm writing in stone. Um, I want to take care of my parents. That's not a, oh, I want a successful business. That's a specific goal. So I think if you can really visualize why you're doing the thing, I know I have, you know, moms who just want to keep up with their kids at the park. So instead of, I want to lose 50 pounds, I have them write out, I want to not be out of breath. I am capable of playing tag with my kids at the park. So that sparks that desire to show up for their workout right? So people in business, I tell them, well, paycheck is great, but like I've earned six figures. I've earned a hundred bucks a week. Like I've been all over the spectrum and it didn't really give me happiness. The happiness was what that income allowed me to do. And so writing, I'm able to pick good schools for my children that I really love. I'm able to travel as a mom and make sure my kids are taken care of without feeling guilt right? So those things really connect me to my, my goal, not just, I want to earn seven figures because money is cool. <laughs>
Great. Can I, I don't, I don't know if you, which one you do. Can I give, can, I want to throw in here something about, cause you just like hit on like affirmations and like writing mm-hmm. out your goals. And I don't know which way you did it. Cause you were kind of talking about both, but I want to yeah. put something in here that like so many people are doing in a way that's actually hurting them versus helping them. And they don't even yeah. see it. Um, a lot of people write their goals or their affirmations as an, I want, like, I want to be financially independent whatever you say, like if you think about, forget it, whether you believe in God or spirituality or law of attraction or your subconscious mind, I don't care. Whatever you say and whatever you think will become your reality. Mm -hmm. If you want to want something, like if you say, I want to lose weight, what you actually are saying is you want to lose weight. So that's what you make your reality is a desire to want to lose weight. So you'll never actually get the weight you want because you're actually saying, I want to lose weight. You're telling yourself I'm incapable. I've tried things. I would well, love to, but. <laughs> you're actually saying, well, you're saying you want something. Well, to want something implies you don't actually have it. So yeah. you can't actually get it because you're saying you want to keep wanting it. It's like a, so it's like a, such a little. So one of the things that I do that I practice myself and I encourage people to do is say you're either your gratitude list or your affirmations or, you know, your intentions as things that have already happened. Speak of them as they, um, I love my body exactly the way it is. And if you don't, if you're like, I can't say that, that's not, that's not true, you know, or then say something that is true. I'm excited about the transformation my body is taking. That could be true, right? And it's an in process. It's not a thing that you're fighting against. You're actually in the process or accepting it versus like, actually saying, I want something which keeps you wanting it. Yeah. Um, I, so I write it out as if it's in existence. So for nice. example, I struggle with playing with my kids. I'm just, I'm not a play mom. And for years I said that I'm not a play mom, right? I'll sit at the park while they play. I will watch them play, but I'm not a play mom. So something that I've been intentional about writing out every day in those 10, I mean, there's a whole, I use a journal that's on my page, whatever. Um, but specific 10 things that I've written out as if they're in existence. So one being, I am a playful and present mom as if it is right. And so that helps me align my day. Every time I write that I come out of my bedroom intentionally thinking I can sit on the floor and play with my one-year-old and and build this tower of plastic blocks and enjoy it because I am a playful intention, like intent on being with my kids. You say so. I want to, I read recently that LeBron James invests a million dollars a year on his body and his training. And, you know, that now look, we're all not going to invest a million dollars a year, right? But that's in, in the percentage of what he makes and it makes sense. But I look at, I encounter so many people, whether it's like, oh, you want to lose weight and you haven't hired a trainer or a nutritionist. You want to build a business, but you haven't hired a, a coach, a business coach, a life coach, something to help you there. And the people that often say is, well, I can't afford it. Well, if you can't afford it, you're never going to have it. Because I can't afford it is, I can't afford it is a statement of, first of all, a limiting belief. You can't. No, you choose not to. You choose not to sell all that junk in your garage. You choose to spend money on your cable bill or, you know, um, or going to the movies or whatever you spend your money on. You make choices that decide where your money goes and what's important to you. And I think that, that's the thing that we see is 
hey, you might say, hey, I don't have $1,000 a month to invest in a coach or a personal trainer or whatever. You might not at that moment. Great. But now if you say, hey, I don't have it at this moment, now we can go, hey, what can you do to create it? Oh, you could sell all that, all that old stuff in your garage. You could uh, start call up Bree and, and start working on a side hustle and make money in the second way. But I can't afford it has all everything stopped, right? The conversation's over. Oh, you can't afford it? All right. You don't have time? Okay. But if it's like, I want something, and if the want is the, the focus, like I want that thing, a better body, a business, uh, you know, kids, a family, a better relationship, now it's like, what actions do I need to take to make it a reality? Oh, I need to start a side hustle. I need to wake up earlier to go to the gym. I need to find a, a personal trainer who's new and will charge me, is charging a little less because they're new on the scene, right? Or, you know, this is what I did when, you know, when I started my coaching practice, you know, five, six years ago, I hired a big name, like it wasn't a big name coach, he's not famous. The coach has been doing what I want to do and who I want to be. He's been doing this for like 20 years. And, oh, what's up? What's up? Am I glitched? I can't hear you, London. You're on mute. London, Sorry. On mute. I'd redo the last couple sentences, man. You froze okay. up. Okay, cool. Like from where I started talking about coaching? Yeah, like right before I think you said something about, you said a big name, but he's not a big name okay. or something, okay. I think. Well, thanks. <clears throat> so when I started coaching, like you know, five, six years ago, when I had like very little clients, I wasn't really making any money. I hired a coach who was very successful. Somebody been doing this 15, 20 years who I wanted to be. This person charged more money than I could afford. And the way I said it to myself was, right. If I play the, I can't afford it, then I'm stopped. I said, you know what? I'm going to put this on a credit card and I'm investing in myself. And I know that might sound stupid, 17% interest, whatever it is. But for me, getting to work with him, investing in myself was actually saying, I believe in me. I'm not worried about that 17% and that interest because I'm going to make way more money than that. But that I believe that I can make this money, that working with him is going to empower me to achieve and go beyond vastly where I have. Where I have. And I look back and go, man, I made more money from working with him than I ever have every year consistently. Wrote a book, you know, doing these podcasts and I think that it comes down to like, you have to, I had to believe in myself. I had to believe that if I, you know, put my butt on the line basically and invested in myself that I could succeed. Yeah. You have to get out of your own way. Right. You know, because ultimately, you know, we're our, our biggest gift and our biggest downfall. And, you know, you need to make those decisions, those declarations, be an intent, action, and then support. And you'd be amazed at how things can change. And look, it's not always like, oh, Alex got the coach. And then it's like skyrocket success. Cool, man. Wrote a book. Life is great. Two podcasts. No, it's a process. But he's pursuing something that he cares about. That he's given an opportunity that he felt like that fire in his soul. So he pursued it. And not all the, I've, I've pursued things and it fizzled out. You know, and then I reset. And what's important to me? What what excites me? What uh, makes me want to stay up till four in the morning and still work on it, and then get up at eight a.m. and keep working at it? And that might take time, but don't you owe it to yourself? Instead of like ten years later, I'm like, fuck, man, I'm still waiting tables, still sitting at this office, still hearing Cheryl next to me bitch about her life. Well, in the end, you're the one that kept showing up for ten years, man. And hey, I've been there before in certain things. But I'm telling you, man, get out of your own way. And if you can't, have a kind of conversation with somebody. There's got to be somebody that you love and trust 
that you might not know. And if you don't know anybody, drop in somebody's DM that is trying to help people that doesn't want anything. You'd be surprised how many great things can happen by just trying to talk to somebody and being honest and saying, hey, I love what you do. Could you offer me a couple words of advice? They might not answer, but what if they answered? What if that person invested a couple minutes just to say, hey, you know what, dude? Do this. Try this because ultimately what works for me not might work for you. But there are blueprints out there that you can try and then you mold it and you see what works for you. Not everybody needs to work 10 hours a day. Some people can work four times a week for only six hours, but they're making it work. And then that other time they're doing whatever they want to do. But you can't fucking tell me you don't owe it to yourself to try to live a better life on your own terms, your own way. Because ultimately it's up to you, but you don't have to do it alone. I see like you chatting about, you know, enrolling people. And I'm sure what you do, London, as a coach, as a, as a trainer in a gym, especially with what we have going on in the world, you've had to help enroll those people to find like your clients to find thing. Cause it'd be so easy to say, Oh, well, the gym's closed. I can't keep losing my weight. I can't keep working out, I guess. Well, I guess there goes that. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. It's just like an easy example of you didn't just, I'm sure you didn't just leave them high and dry. Like, Hey guys, see you when the gym opens, <laughs> you know, like you're choosing, I'm sure to, to dive in and, and support those people to enroll themselves and be like, okay, what can I do in a situation where my gym's closed? I can't work with my trainer. What can I do? And you know, it talks about what, you know, it plays into what Alex was saying about, you know, it's, it's a decision. And, and you said 10 years of serving, like that's a commitment to a habit that you're comfortable with. It's no different than the path we've chosen of, well, <laughs> I've never done it. But, you know, if you start your first year of serving and say, I'm not going to be here in a year, and there you are the next year, the next year, and the next year, you're like, well, I didn't see myself here in 10 years. Well, you change some habits and you change some structure and find the right people to support you. And I think people get caught up because they, they go, I don't have anyone to support me. You know, I enrolled Alex as a life coach. And I think I had that conversation of, I can't afford this, but then flipping it saying, how can I not, I, like, I can't not afford this because it's going to take me to the next level mentally to help people on another level. And they will invest in me more because I've invested in becoming a person that they want to work with. So I don't know, London, you have anything on that or want to wrap it up? I think we all agree here. What we're saying, we're not saying it's easy. We're just saying you got to love yourself enough to make those decisions. And ultimately, we know we've experienced it ourselves. We're ultimately more happy. And there'll be moments where you're like, ah, fuck, wish I was just bartending right now and not struggling about how to do a better um, consultation with clients and better marketing tools. But I'm telling you, in the end, making those decisions ultimately will change your life drastically. And fuck, man, I heard we only do this once. You owe it to yourself to make the best of it. And the clock's ticking. So it's on you. I think we should pause and wrap it right there. Guys, that was good. Thanks for, thanks for bringing the passion and the, the intensity. And I think all of us, this matters to all of us because we've all put ourselves out there to different degrees and different ways. And I think, you know, London said it really nicely. You know, this is your life. 
you know, do you want to spend it? Like, I can't, I am, I can't afford, you know, I'm not able to pour me, or do you want to actually make some choices and do something about it? It might not be a leap. It might just be a baby step, but a baby step is a, is a choice to go in a new direction. Uh, if any of us, if any of the three of us can help you out in any way, you just want to pick our brains, you want some advice, please reach out. We'll respond to, to anyone. If you want to flirt with one of us, London's your guy. He loves those deals, flirty DMs. Um, uh, uh, and uh, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and uh, share this episode with a friend. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.